0: Hello there. Today on the MCP podcast of the Gamers Guild, we're going to be making our predictions for the upcoming mini-stravaganza. My name is Matthew, and welcome to the Gamers Guild. So we are coming to you this week because we have an exciting upcoming event. And perhaps if you're listening to this later in the week when it gets released, you'll be in the middle of the uh, event. But AMG is going to be having a their annual mini-stravaganza, which is where they're going to be giving us all kinds of information about many of the games in their lines. And there's going to be a lot of painting and hobbying, and it's a celebration of AMG's product. And we are very excited about it. But one of the things that we also love about these type of things is that we get to kind of wonder what are they going to reveal. Uh, And we can make all kinds of crazy predictions because there's Usually, with these things, something that we don't expect, something we're we we do not expect to see. Um, not to set up their expectations, they may not do anything. It might be pretty, un, you know, unremarkable. So, with me, we have our host, our, our co-host is this time is going to be Justin. Justin, how are you doing?
1: Excellent! Super excited to talk about this, speculate about this. I should say.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Yep. I know that we've done. Off the air now we get to, you know, vomit all of our thoughts onto <laughs> people's cool ears.
1: Yeah. <laughs> see how wrong we were.
0: Uh, how wrong you are! I'm going to be 100 percent correct. Oh, you're
1: going to be accurate. All
0: right. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing I say is going to be wrong. Uh, and if it is, then I'll just edit it out and <laughs> replace it for the future. <laughs> um, so, but with us, we are bringing a guest. To talk as well with us, uh, one uh, I, from what I understand, an event organizer supreme, someone who comes and 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 handles everything and everything under the sun, uh, and there's so much to talk about. But mostly uh, to talk about Everwinter, which is upcoming later this year. Brian Watson, how are you doing? I
2: am doing well. Um, I. I... We we do not need to add the
0: Supreme. No like any that's fine. Too late. You're Supreme, sorry. There can only be one Supreme of this dimension, and it is you now you, Brian Watson.
2: Okay. All right. Um, okay. I just I would just like to let anybody know who does know me. This was this was not a title I gave myself. It was bestowed upon me. Thus I must honor it because otherwise it's just being insulted to you. And your and your podcast and as a guest I have to kind of make sure that I that I uphold that
0: it is a very important yeah. responsibility it is it is <laughs> and I will I will wear it with a uh, wear it with pride so why don't you tell our listeners why you are the event organizer supreme
2: well quite frankly all the other ones just aren't holding up um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding I'm kidding I um, I am I do I do a lot, uh, <laughs> probably a bit more than I should. Um, I like within the last about nine months, um, I have hosted. Uh, I helped host LVO. I was part of the the judge team for that. Um, I ran a thirty-two person tournament out of my store, and then I went to be a part of the judge team for Adepticon. And then after that, in May, I ran a, a two-day event uh, called Iron Weld, which is kind of like the summer sister event to Everwinter, which we'll get into. And then after that, I ran the Atlantic City Open. And then after that, I ran the Salt City GT. Um, and then we kind of had a little bit of break. And then coming in October, I have another, like, 32-person Single event for the day after the the new starter set comes out, and then I have a one day event in Vermont um, that I'm going to be running, and then going to be having Everwinter. So, like, yeah, that's just and and intermingled with all of that. There are like local leagues and and other events that I do locally at my store. So I, yeah, I, I, I really I
0: really enjoy I really enjoy doing this. Um, <laughs> I sure hope so because otherwise. I, you yeah. put yourself in your own personal hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It
2: it's it's one of those things that um I am I am in a really I consider myself to be in a lucky, fortunate, fortunate position um to be able to to kind of do what I do and help and help kind of be kind of the the pillar that helps prop up the players to kind of do these events because it's one of the, it's one of my favorite things um, about this this whole hobby is just getting to getting to meet people and develop friendships and and uh, and you know getting to play games against people that you normally wouldn't play and I know it's it can it can be kind of like an important thing especially to kind of get away from things for a while and and not think about your life for you know two three days or whatever it is and being able to help kind of facilitate that for people. Um, I think it's great and this game is great so it's even better um, I don't have to you know try to try to do this for a game that I'm only kind of like eh, it's okay I guess I kind of like it like no I I really 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 enjoy this game uh, immensely so yeah I don't know it, it's just uh it's just kind of just kind of what I do you know um I, I'm just kind of like how my brain is wired um it's wow. kind of the, the best way that I can describe it.
1: Well, so I mean, you, you don't have any like like mess at home because everything's organized at home as well? Because you're just so focused on organizing things? Is that um the way it works? no no there are <laughs> I mean not
2: not everything I mean kind of the the office sort of area where I kind of do all of do all of my hobby stuff is can it's not terrible. Like there's a path that you can walk. Um, but, but my partner definitely about two or three times a week. uh, Like, I feel like I'll just get like a look or, or something of just like, this is, this is just absolute chaos and I cannot handle this. Please, please just do anything. Um, so I'm trying to try to help organize things and kind of get it a little bit, a little bit more kind of focused and not as of a madness as it currently
0: is. So you organize a lot, as I, I think that that is very clear. Uh, uh, do you yes. get a chance in all of this to play?
1: Yes. When was the last time you played a game?
0: <laughs> uh,
2: I played a game on month no uh, Sunday, on Sunday. Um, one of our local our so I'll run a league, kind of consistently through our store, um, on a fairly regular basis. There are some times where I'll kind of like. Need a little like head kind of break. Um, But we had an uneven amount of signups. So I was like, well, I'll just throw myself in, you know, just so that way no one has to deal with a buy or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, so I played my round two game. uh, And the only thing that we kind of did, I like to try to break up uh, some of my leagues and stuff with having kind of like, different things going on with it and, you know, just kind of like break up the monotony. Um, But I I tried to try to not go too much because we had all of the reveals from the new starter set. So I didn't want to kind of go, go to, go too silly. So I just let everybody know. I just said, Hey, all the tactics cards, all the characters, you know, that have been revealed, everything else, like, let's just go nuts. Like just, just use them. You don't have to ask your opponent for permission, anything like that, we already have proxies for all of them. So like, let's just kind of go nuts, you know? And like the only little thing that I had to think about was like, well, you know, what do we do with Captain Marvel? Because she's got two minis in the new set, but only one mini now. And I'm like, well, you just, when she goes into binary form, you already have a binary form token. So just put it next to her when she's, when you would be using the uh, the binary form mini. But like other than that, it's it's been it's been simple and great. I've uh I've tried to focus myself to not go too nuts with all of the with trying out all the new characters. So I've been consistently playing Hydra and the new Baron Zemo Baron Helmet Zemo, uh, who's been a lot of fun. Uh, Hydra has has been kind of my newest focus, I guess you could say. They're uh, they're pretty good. I ended up winning my game on Sunday. And I have another game tomorrow, and my third league game uh, will be on Sunday against a gentleman who came in the top eight at NashCon. So I am looking forward to get completely drenched.
0: Yeah, but NashCon is like, you know, fish. It's like fish territory. It's it's where people like you know Justin and sooner go to just pat themselves on the back.
1: Okay, all right. I mean, that was what we did. The whole whole tournament was just. High-five and pat each other on the back. Okay, right. fair enough.
2: <laughs> All right, well, then I'll, I'll just let him know that uh, his top eight placing meant nothing.
0: Yes, and, tell, um, tell him I said so. Okay, yeah, I'll let him know. <laughs> Let's talk about the most important part of why you're on before we get to our main topic, which is the up your upcoming event of Everwinter. Uh, please let our listeners know what is Everwinter. Uh, Why is it amazing and how can they be a part of such amazingness?
2: So Everwinter is New England's largest uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol event of the year. Um, It is a three-day event. Um, We are going to be running... Oh, it's the second weekend of December. So it is December 8th, 9th, and 10th in Waltham, Massachusetts. So it's about... 15 miles west out of Boston. So anyone who has been around Boston knows that driving within Boston is a skill unto itself. Like you almost need a separate driver's license. You know how they have like commercial driver's licenses to to navigate like really big trucks. There really should be a separate driver's license to successfully navigate Boston. Um, so it's gone outside of Boston a little bit. So you don't have to deal with all of the madness of that traffic. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're having a, a a three-day event. Friday is going to be a Toys for Tots charity event where players will be able to kind of purchase little uh, tokens. And there's going to be a giant menu that you can spend tokens on that will allow you to cheat during your games at that event. And some of them are going to be Gonna be a bit silly.
0: Um, So do you have an example of what silly is? Can you can you give us a little uh, sneak peek? Of just like one token. it's
2: uh, okay. one token. Sure. So imagine if Mister Sinister's cloning banks was just a rule.
1: Oh, I like this.
2: Just a oh. thing you could do. Just and that's For just a, a
1: small donation. Yeah.
2: I mean, depending on the threat of the character that you're trying to bring in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, and and that's just kind of like something tame. Like that's to me that's not really creative. That's just kind of like, yeah, all right, yeah, you can do that. But like you could buy rerolls and you can and there's going to be certain things that you're going to be able to outbid your opponent on. So like let's say let's say you put put down a token because you want to win priority. No roll even happens. So you put down one one token. And then your buddy is like, "No, no, 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 no." I'm putting down two two tokens. And then you just keep going back and forth, trying to make sure that you win priority. And I'm totally fine with selling people tokens mid game. <laughs> so if you run out and you're just like, here's another 10 bucks, I want another 10 tokens, absolutely.
1: Well, no, it, during the game, it goes to 1250,
2: right? No, I, no the, the, <laughs> the rates will the be the same. Um, <laughs> But, and all of this money is going to be going for, for Toys for Tots. Um, I think actually every game system in, or most of the game systems for Everwinter, because we're going to have 40K, we're going to have Age of Sigmar, we're going to have a bunch of different Star Wars events. Um, they are all going to, or they're most of them are going to be trying to have some sort of fundraiser like this, and it's all going to be going for for Toys for Tots which is, you know, hopefully we're just going to have a nice big influx of, uh, of support for that charity. And then on Saturday is going to be kind of like your main, you know, big qualifier event, uh, which will, I'm capping it at 48 players. Um, and I'm going to be doing kind of a little bit of a, of a new chess clock format. So
0: okay that's yeah not, the chess clocks are not controversial at all please go no on. not
2: at all um so <laughs> here's here's how we how we're going to be running it chess clocks are not going to be required if one of the players at the game wants to use a chess clock it'll be used hmm. um it's still going to be you know 45 minutes for each player you're still going to pause to the power in the cleanup phase. The only other thing that I'm going to adjust is that if you run out of time, you do not automatically lose. I hate the idea of somebody getting themselves in the game a significant points lead only to lose the game when their opponent only had like 30 seconds left themselves to try to make up that lead and, you know. If it was like a quote-unquote regular game, they wouldn't be able to make up that difference. So what I'm going to do is that when you run out of time, basically the only thing that you can do is in the power phase, you you put down activation tokens for all of your characters. You cannot spend power to play any sort of reactive superpowers, and you cannot play team tactics cards at all. So basically all you're doing is just kind of standing there and rolling defense dice. And, and I'm going to be testing it out at, at other events so things may get tweaked and massaged between here and there. Um, so I'm hoping that this will kind of turn into a nice little middle ground.
0: Um, but we will see sure. what happens. We shall see. What else yeah. What else do you got going on? So then you, you go to a top eight on Sunday, yeah.
2: correct? Yeah, we're going to a top eight on Sunday. And then for everybody else, there is another little thing that I'm doing. Uh, that is quite a, a bit of a bit of a project. So I am running a character design contest.
0: So yes, I've no I it, saw this on your site. Yeah.
2: So so it's called So You Think You Can Dev.
0: So basically
2: <laughs> between now and about the middle of November, uh players can create a character that has not been spoiled by AMG, has not been talked about or anything like that. Um and is is kind of like let, let players kind of scratch that itch of, of like, oh man, you know, what is X character going to be like? Or, oh, this one's my favorite. You know, I hope it works out like this. So players will be able to make their own versions of that character, no tactics cards or anything like that. And we have four specific characters that players will be able to submit for. So for this year, it's going to be Jessica Jones, Phantom X, Black Knight, and the Penny Parker spider suit. So there's gonna be a Google form that they'll be able to fill out with all the stats, all the superpowers, everything else. And there is a panel of judges that have already been selected by myself. um, And I'm going to anonymously submit all of the entries to them. The winners for those are all gonna be announced on Saturday morning when we get everybody together and just kind of set the stage for the main event on Saturday. And the winner of each of those individual characters will get a uh, fully painted mini of that character. And everybody in attendance is going to be getting the winning entries character card that will be legal to use on the side event on Sunday. Nice. So, yeah, so I think it would be a lot of fun. I'm hoping. Um, I'm hoping this is something that people will like that we'll be able to kind of do as like a yearly thing. So almost kind of like the Sunday of Everwinter will kind of turn into its weird little own meta, um, which would kind of be interesting. But the the one thing that I really want to stress about this is this is not an effort to try to showcase that AMG doesn't know what they're doing because that's not it at all. They definitely know what they're doing um if any character were to actually come out that was officially on this the character created one is getting yanked you know what i mean like i like find out in a week
0: right exactly
2: (laughs) this could, could end up changing in about a week and i really hope not no no characters that are not a part of marvel i already had some people that are like why can't i make superman and i'm just like
0: I mean, the rules are pretty simple. Here are the four characters. Get with it. Sure.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah I, sure. I have a question about this because yeah. I, I have very strong feelings about this particular affiliation's leadership problem. Could I design a Jessica Jones with a defender's leadership?
2: Absolutely. It's, right. It would be part of a character card.
1: That is so. awesome because they really need a second leader.
2: Yeah. I, I've already thought of like four. <laughs> I was just like, what if she had a leadership that did this? Yeah. What if she had a leadership that did that? Um, yeah. So I kind of wanted like a, a mix of characters that you know some would be pretty straightforward, like Jessica Jones, but then you get stuff like Phantom X, which is just going to be completely bizarre. And it it's I I am afraid of what some of the things that people are going to come up with. But you know, it's one of those things that each category is going to have a winner. So, if only one person submits one Phantom X and he's bonkers and it's the only Threat 10 character in the entire
0: game, (laughs) congratulations. Um, uh, don't do that, people. Don't don't make a tenth thread character. Don't
1: make a tenth thread character. We we've we've talked many times on this show about how <laughs> like, things start falling apart after you get past seven thread or so. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. No, I I completely agree. Six, but okay, but let's hop. Six, so... six
1: is yeah, six is borderline. Let's seven like, is. Let's yeah. let's not like get dragged
0: into this. Okay, we got plenty of things to talk about. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> why don't you tell people how they can be get a part, be a part of Everwinter.
2: The the easiest thing to do um is go to wickeddice.com and there will be a little drop down under tournaments yeah and then under tournaments you there will be one forever winter uh, and from there you can purchase tickets uh, you can scroll down and just completely look into the players pack if you would like to also I have shamelessly stole the event discord idea from from you all. So there is an Everwinter discord that you can just join up in, ask questions. Uh, I'm trying to do kind of up to the minute, you know, updates about either events that are happening or prize support, you know, that's been officially approved by my quote unquote bosses
0: if you um, send me guys, the the link to that discord i'll i'll include that in the show notes as well
2: yeah i will definitely do so um so yeah it's i'm i'm really i'm really hoping that this is going to be you know in in years down the line kind of one of those like like landmark kind of like event event kind of things like you know much like nashcon with you all i would like to humbly kind of hope to hope to make a kind of a a destination event.
0: Excellent. I am definitely in favor of Northeast based tournaments because uh, I'm, I'm going to be starting to be partaking in more in-person events very soon and hoping to start up again in October. And the,
2: the in, in the summer uh, we have, like I was saying about a, a sister event to this, the summer event is a team event that I run called iron weld. So it's kind of the summer is like a team event. The winter one is, is a singles event and we're kind of giving, giving them each individual identities. Uh, so if you can't, if you can't make ever winter, or if you're just scared of winter in new England, you can go to iron World in the
1: summer and you're fine. Mm,
0: that sounds very enticing. I you. like,
1: mm. I like the idea of Matthew who's like, winter in upstate new york being intimidated by winter in boston
0: i mean winter <laughs> I boston how- is, winter in boston's worse than winter in uh new york city yeah well we could get into new york v B- boston uh all, all day but we have we have a mini stravaganza to talk about but i definitely uh Support everyone. Anyone who's in the Northeast should be looking at Everwinter. Well, the information will be in the show notes, so you can take a take a look at it. Join the Discord, ask your questions, book your hotel room soon so that you can get in there. It's always nice mm-hmm. to get that get a hotel room uh, as close to, if not where, the ve- venue is, and uh, join up with Everwinter. And if you also, I uh, believe that Brian is also on the Gamers Guild Discord, so you can yep find him absolutely. there. Yeah, so, you can
2: uh, find me under Obi Watts. That will be the best the best way to find me.
0: Uh, so let's talk about move on to our main topic, which is the Mini Stravaganza. Uh, we are going to let's first start off with what is the Mini Stravaganza. Some people this might be their first uh, Mini Stravaganza, and essentially what it is is that AMG has a three day streaming event that occurs. They have a schedule up. They do it once a year. Now, I think there was a time where they were doing it twice a year back when there weren't many cons or events to announce things, but now that they have Gen Con and Adepticon as their main uh, go-to conventions, they now, we thought there weren't going to be any mini extravaganzas And now we have, we're we, they're saying they're going to do one a year and it's just them celebrating what is going on to be able to go into more of a deep dive than they could at those conventions and really talk about it and have a much more personal take to meeting all the people, as well as just really diving into the hobby aspect, which I know AMG loves the, uh, about their product line, which is their hobbies. And you can't really do that at conventions besides just showing off the models. In this case, they can talk about models. They can hear about the people who design the models and design the artwork for the cards. And we can hear about uh, them painting them as they paint them. And they talk about those things. It's um, much more of a deep dive to really get to know it. And I strongly suggest that anyone who is available to just log into their Twitch and, you know, listen to what they have to say, because you can get a lot of insight, even, Even the stuff that's not just spoilery things, the exciting spoilery things, even just listening to their painting casts is very enlightening to what kind of people and company they are. Is that a fair breakdown of what Ministravaganza is?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I love Dallas's painting tutorials. He does a great job of explaining things and making it seem like it's not such a daunting task of of what he's doing. You know, because you kinda you kind of look at the end result and you're just like, I have no idea how to get there. And
1: how he, he does what he does in like an hour is beyond me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Well,
0: experience. Yeah, talent. he has
1: a few years of experience and a lot mm-hmm. of talent, but he is I, very, very fast with his, his quality of work.
0: Well one thing I like about Dallas's streams is that it it, it taught me a very important lesson that mistakes are part of what makes your model unique. Uh, It really gives me a sense of calm that when I make a smudge, that I didn't expect to smudge on my model, and then I have to make a correction to it, that it then kind of has its own character to it. It, You know, I made, for one, for example, I was working on my Captain Rex and I made a huge mistake to it and I thought it was going to be awful. And then when it dried, because I was going to wait for it to dry and then I was going to paint white over it to fix it, but when it dried, it turned out it looked kind of like he got smacked with some sand into that part of his armor. And I was like, you know what? I like it.
1: There and, you go. And that Please. was
0: part of what that, that open-mindedness came from Dallas's dreams. So what we are going to do is we're just going to break the, the, the bulk of this episode is we're going to break down the schedule. We'll ex- say what each of the Marvel Crisis Protocol sections are. And there are seven of them. And we're going to give our expectations of what we expect to, well, we'll, we'll explain what it is when G explains it and what our expectations are from that section. And then we'll do our bold predictions of what we expect from the mini-stravaganza. And then we'll do some listener questions. You you guys ready? Totally. Absolutely. All right, so the first section is going to be, and this is probably the big one, probably the one that we'll talk the most about, especially uh, in our follow-up episode about what happens, which is uh, after the opening ceremonies, they get right to it with the Marvel Crisis Protocol roadmap. And it is going to be Will Schick, uh, joined by Will Pagani, art director Josh Colon? Cologne. Cologne. Cologne, yeah. Yep. and scripting director Marco Segovia to update on the things that they have already teased and drop new information about what is coming down the pipeline of the game. So we'll start with you, Justin. What do you, What are your expectations of the Marvel Crisis Protocol roadmap?
1: Well, and this is kind of interesting because essentially what Adepticon's presentation was was a roadmap for all of their games. They showed minis and like unpainted, painted minis, card art, all sorts of things for upcoming stuff. And at the Adepticon reveal, they had releases up through the first quarter of 2024. So I'm like, I'm betting a lot. Like, I mean, it's an hour long presentation. I'm betting the first. 20 30 minutes is going to be X-Men related where they've got
0: boo. Professor
1: X and Shadow KD. I know you boo but those are the pieces that are coming
0: Ezra my sorry my son was booing into the microphone I don't know uh-huh, what that was
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but they'll probably go into more detail cuz right now all we've seen are um, like just the models for a lot of bees they might tease some card stats they might tease some leadership stuff they might tease some who knows but I, i'm betting we get more fleshed out information about those i don't think we are going to get everything because they've got to have a hype train you know so they'll probably if this stuff is coming out in mean, january february then they'll start the hype train in december so they can't give everything away in october or september or whatever so I'm getting'm I'm bet- betting we get a little bit of a tease about that. but I also think that there's going to be some other stuff talked about. There's obviously the new corset. I'll probably touch on that a little bit, although we've seen pretty much all of that in action at this point, right?
0: Yeah, they, they made sure to push out those updates so that we have uh, they had a transmission about every character in in advance of this.
1: But I'm betting at least a little bit of that time is devoted to hyping up that corset, because that'll be the next thing on the horizon. Yeah. Then they might give like release date for the dual pack, the Wakandan dual pack of um,
0: Killmonger. Warrior, and Warrior Falls, later. yeah.
1: Right. And I don't think they'll go over much on that because they have a whole separate entry that we'll get to later about the Warrior Falls pack. So maybe just touch on it, but I'm hoping my real hope is that they announce a character update. And I don't know if it's going to happen, but man, I hope it does. I, I (laughs) just the, the anticipate, I mean, it's literally like as of our recording on this, it is like 12 hours away. (laughs) So I'm super pumped to hear what they have to say about this um, tomorrow.
0: Do the release date you mean, not the recording?
1: The, well, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but you get what I'm saying. I get what
0: you're saying. When
1: when, when the mini stravaganza happens, I am super pumped about the um, uh, possibility of hearing new character stuff from or for old characters.
0: Typical typical gamers they. You know, we've been waiting for them to give us something, give us something, give us something, and they gave us a, a core set with 11 new characters, and we're like, great, oh, that's awesome, thanks. But what about that character update?
1: <laughs> never pl- never pleased. Here's what I said about the core set when it was announced. These are all awesome, they look fun, and they will all get murdered by Cosmic Ghost Rider and Malakith.
0: uh yeah yeah, probably so that's my take yeah (laughs) how about how about uh you brian what are your expectations for the roadmap section
2: um i think we're gonna get a a fair amount of uh card spoilers for some of the x-men folk um and i've noticed so to kind of Kind of think about it a little bit. So like Thursday's got some gaming talk. Friday's got a, I mean a little bit like unless the crisis cards are changing again, which I don't, I don't foresee. Um, I mean that the evolving crisis talk thing for for Friday seems like kind of a quick little discussion. Saturday there's some game discussion. So Friday doesn't really have a whole lot of like good meat to it. You know what I mean? It's an
0: hour long. Well, we haven't. We'll get to it, but it's an hour oh, okay. long for that uh, crisis.
2: Oh, crisis. okay. All right. Because what I was wondering is that if on Thursday, if they have like the main rules game dev guy there, um, I almost wonder if they, if on Thursday, that they will be teasing some sort of erratic character balancing update or anything else that would drop on that Friday yeah friday's typically when they do it and that would that would add a whole lot of a whole lot of uh discussion and everything else on there um but i mean like i'm thinking back to the mini extravaganza that they had in 2002 and i specifically remember it because it was when i was running not to keep saying the like but uh at, atlantic city open um like we had no idea that any of the like world war two cap or the, the red skull with the Hydra troopers or the howling commandos or Malekith was even on the radar and they were out three months later. So, I mean, there could be, who knows what is in here? Like I, the, the roadmap is definitely the kind of most exciting part. Um, but I'm hoping that, uh, I hope they get some more things later later on, but I'm just, oh, I can't wait. It'll be very exciting.
0: Yeah, I think that the thing I, I appreciate the most about this section, about the roadmap, isn't even so much about whether or not there's going to be spoilers. For me, I just appreciate when a company communicates about the expectations of what is what is to come. To really understand wh- where are we going? Because they live in a world where they've designed, what, like 18 months in advance? At uh, least, yeah. Yeah, so they, they their world is a different world than our world is, but we don't have a viewpoint of that world. And sometimes the most frustrating thing as a gamer can be how we are left in the dark and that something gets dropped, something gets released, and then we're like, how could this possibly be released Why would they possibly do something like this? Because you don't know what the future is. And then like a couple months later, you might understand. Or they might make a change and you don't understand why they aren't fixing something. And then they do a crisis change. And now it kind of makes a little bit more sense. So, you know, know, it's just a perfect example of they have a, a, a much more macro view of the game. And we don't get that. But what a roadmap section does is it gives us a little bit. I almost wish that we got roadmaps more than once a year. I wish we could get them like maybe like every six months that we can get a roadmap because you don't want, they don't want to necessarily reveal things that are going to be happening next summer necessarily because I will
1: say, Matthew, oh, the Adepticon roadmap was exactly like six months ago. That's
0: true. That's yeah. true.
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it did, yeah, you're right. You're
1: right now, they didn't talk about specific, they just went over like these are the minis that are coming. They didn't go over yeah. any, any yeah. other plans for the game, any other details. But
0: that's the, that's the thing that mini strive
1: is much more
0: full, like fleshed out and kind of varied. And, and that's what I think is missing. Although, honestly, and it's not even just about releases for me, it's not just about what models are releasing when, but like understanding things like. When, what is, what is, what is the company's plan for, you know, Adepticon the timeline, this timeline event as an example, like knowing, okay, we are planning to have an OP event at Adepticon on this date And then we are also planning to do this. I mean, I am not entirely unconvinced that the roadmap in combination with the evolving crisis response later, isn't directly into maybe some kind of more formal or structured approach to how they are handling things like banned and restricted updates. You know, maybe they announce and say things like, all right, well, we're going to have a little bit more of a structure to the banned and restricted list and that we might update it every six months. I don't know if they're going to announce these type of things, but getting an idea of more than just, okay, here are the models that are going to be happening in the next six months is nice, but also just understanding what is the company's plans and hearing beyond just the releases also sounds uh, interesting to me and i'm hoping th- i am hoping uh, that we get a little bit of that in the roadmap section
2: the the also one of the other things that i really really enjoy is when they have like the the higher up kind of rules devs there because i remember i remember the last time that they had will pagani on talking about some characters that got revealed um, he was kind of talking about like play style and why they did the way that they did, and why it, kind of the the rules were structured in in ways that they were for that particular character. I really kind of enjoy those those type of insights because mm. it kind of gives you an idea on like why other things may be the way that they are, and it kind of lets you kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit, which I which I really kind of appreciate and. um and they take a lot of value, and, and I thank, I thank them when they when they do that sort of thing because it's it's a I think it's a really good, really good service to the community every once in a while when they kind of do that sort of thing. I yeah.
1: will I, I will say though it's kind of interesting that the the people they have coming, of, of course you're going to have Will Shake. He's like the head honcho. He's the guy that presents a lot of these roadmaps. I would expect him to be there. But having Pagani there and Josh Cologne, like like these, like you have the art, the art team side, you have like the design team side. Normally it would be like Will and Simone up there. Hyping. Well, I stuff. think
0: that last year, if I remember correctly, last year, they had something similar to this. They didn't call it a roadmap, but they had something similar to this. And they had, uh, they had the art team on there. And one of the things I liked about it was they talked a lot about, they talked a lot about, the just the art on the cards and they talked about you know the 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 challenges Mm -hmm. to the sculpts and it wasn't it wasn't because again this this company is not just about making a game they are about making a hobby and they are invested not just in improving themselves and better game design but making better models and the challenges and and what how they want to push themselves to get better and better and take risks and they talk about it and sometimes they even just talk about what their inspirations are what comics inspired them to choose this pose right. or whatever for just what's on the card and i like that
1: yeah and like cuz like like you say like josh will literally say it's like i love this comic run where so and so had this cool costume design and I kind of wanted to implement parts of that in the model that we worked on. And like, it's a very... I, I like the crew that they assembled for this because it brings in not just the gameplay aspects, but a lot of the other side of it, the art, the design elements, the other things that they don't get to talk about as much because they're busy hyping the product and not hyping the art for it.
0: All right. So let's move on to the next section. So the next section is... Uh, painting Ice versus Diamond. And what they say for this one is, this is a Dallas Kemp-led painting lesson in his hobby studio. Uh, and, and it says, What are the key differentiators between Painting Ice versus Diamond featuring Emma Frost and Iceman? Which I have to say, uh, the thing that annoys me the most about this, before we say anything else, is that, they say it's called Ice First Diamond. They say in the ex- description, painting Ice First Diamond. And then they say featuring Emma Frost and Iceman. Not featuring Iceman and Emma Frost to go along with the ordering. <laughs> this is the OCD. This is, the, this is welcome
2: to my brain, but it well, drives me nuts. <laughs> does, it, does it make you feel any better that they
0: win in alphabetical order? No, because... Okay, Sorry, I, I tried. I mean, I tried.
1: It, does it not help a little bit that it, there it, was some organization there?
0: Emma is before... E is before I, but... Right. But yeah. I is not before D.
1: Right. <laughs>
2: okay. So they're catering to both sides, and they're giving each side the alphabetical and the the other they
1: give a little... The is better little, for like... I don't
0: know. I'm, you are... Y'all, y'all, y'all are are dying on the wrong hill here.
1: <laughs> we are never going to convince him that this is no. well organized.
2: <laughs> I am learning things with about, you know, less than an hour of experience
0: for the two of you. I'm already <laughs> learning some very
2: important character things.
0: So, um, I assume... It's going to be what it's going to be. There is a possibility that uh, Iceman's card gets revealed here. I know that Dallas is not known for his for 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 spoilers. Oh um, no! So it is not it is possible, but I have seen on the occasion where like he would be, and this is this has been a while since I think he's done this, where he has been leading something and then like Schick, like pops in and just like shows off something. It's been a while since they've done that. Though. They were
1: a lot more cool about that stuff back in the day. They've they yeah, totally they've they they toned it
0: down a lot. But I think it's safe to assume that if they're going to show Iceman at this mini extravaganza for painting that his that his card, at least the front side, will be uh, will be showed off.
1: I'm very hyped for that stream because I love Iceman and that model is awesome.
0: Yeah, it's he
2: true. is dope. And plus, I don't know if you're if you're familiar with uh, the Professional Casual Network, but one of their hosts, Dan, has been salivating over Iceman ever since this game was announced. He is probably going to be in that chat, going absolutely ballistic, typing incoherently. It's it's going to be great. It's it's going to be amazing.
0: So moving on to the this is a Dallas heavy. Uh, event for for the day we are also going to have uh an update to the path of the worthy which is going to be dallas kemp and miniatures hobby specialist tony konicek i'm going to assume i said it right and they're going to discuss the path of the worthy um and getting ready for next year's painting competition um, so I, I, assume this will just be, I assume this will just be them talking about it, why they're doing it, uh, showcasing the past entrance from, uh, from this year, uh, and the winner, I think there was a winner. There was a winner, right?
1: Yes. Yes. There was, he, yeah, he, there he was,
0: sweared. there was one winner. He I <laughs> I he won won okay. So that person will be showcased. And maybe they'll 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 put up a challenge to everyone else out there that maybe somebody else wants to try to win well, a category. Dallas,
1: Dallas uh, <laughs> in other chats, Dallas has kind of talked about how he might do a um, video series of it, how he goes about designing and building and painting his kind of display entry for the worthy. Now he doesn't compete, obviously, but he'll he'll still put one together to put in the case. Nice. And I, if I had to guess, part of the stream will be about that. But what's funny is that I'm going to be in the Ice and Diamond painting stream and I'll bring up The Worthy once and I bet you $100 Dallas will give almost his full path to The Worthy presentation during the Ice and Diamond painting stream. Because he loves talking about it so much he will take any opportunity to, to just gush about the,
0: the the whole process. Yeah. Well, and, and why not? It's his, it's his baby. I, I I get it fully. So, uh any other any before we move on to Friday, any other thoughts about Thursday's schedule?
2: No, I think it's a great uh, a
0: great first first day. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. All right. So, uh so the morning or you know, for there there for Pacific time zone morning is going to be mostly Shatterpoint related. All Shatterpoint related. And then we get uh, well look at that. Dallas Kemp coming back for <laughs> some painting Warrior Falls which I am excited to see how he paints water. Because water is not easy to paint. No. I
1: I am more excited about this because I hope they go into the um terrain rules because it's been talked about that there's going to at adepticon they tease that they're coming out with these new because it's not just the warrior falls set there's also a set of wakandan terrain like statues and temples and stuff and they have rules to go with that terrain i'm hoping that it's not just the falls but they also kind of showcase that other stuff And talk about that a little bit. Because I'm very curious about how that works and what's gonna go on with it.
0: I'm not sure, but I I would not be surprised if we get some kind of spoilers or teases about that in the chat. Yeah, I'm I'm sure we're probably gonna get a little a little something, something. Maybe they might he might like like reach over and like pull something out and just put it in front (laughs) like that's like sitting next to him, a model sitting next Mm -hmm. to him and like showing it off to people. I can see that happening. Uh, he's he's one to do one of those type of things. Uh, also, like we said with Iceman, I expect that the Black Panther and Killmonger cards get shown off at some point, if not in this particular segment, uh, at the very least at some point.
1: I do hope we get a release date around like that stream as well.
0: I think that'll be in the fu- in in the in the roadmap. Possibly. Yeah. I think I think it, that's like what the roadmap is for. <laughs> To, t- to tell us when we're gonna get, things. Like
1: that. I want the roadmap to be for letting me know when they're gonna release the character.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of that, <laughs> I, I think I agree with Brian, and I think that uh, the next segment, which happens right after Warrior Falls, uh, at exactly the time when I have to start making dinner for my family.
2: <laughs> yeah, six p.m. Eastern time.
0: Oh, thanks, thanks, AMG. Um, I guess I'll put my headphones on, and ignore my family as they talk to me and make dinner while I'm listening to what they talk. but we have Wilshick and Pagani, and associate game developer Ben Ransom, as they discuss uh, they have a discussion about the design and development process of a living game line and how they work to cultivate and nurture the continued growth of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I think if 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 there is a if there's talk of if there's going to be a crisis update, I mean a character update. This is where it is. Now, it's possible they might announce it on Friday, on Thursday, but I think mm-hmm. here is where they would show it.
2: Or other crazy tin hat theory or, you know, aluminum foil hat theory, they put it out earlier in the day as a surprise and then the panel is them talking about it and explaining why they did what they did.
0: When you say uh, as a surprise, you mean that they accidentally tweet tweet out a little bit too early the video no, no, <laughs> presentation, just, and then they I mean, have he to he 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 emergency doesn't. response.
2: <laughs> no, they just they just don't even say anything. It's just like, hey guys, we've uh, we've made some updates to some characters. Uh, here to go. Tune in at three PM, three PM at Pacific time, and uh, we'll go over go over the whole thing. I don't know who who knows, but I, this could also be incredibly incredibly exciting.
1: It, it's it called evolving crisis talk. Like,
0: but I think crisis crisis is crisis is only in the title, and I think crisis yeah. is not to mean the actual crises in the game i think crisis response is is in reference to the game crisis protocol like it is not in reference to the actual like everyone's talking about oh they're going to show new crises people are like oh there's new crises in the box we're gonna have a crisis update they just had a crisis update and honestly the crises aside from one that needs to get banned uh are fine they're all good crises and they don't need to make an update to that I am more looking into, when I read this, that they are going to talk about how they continue to, as, as they've said before, weed the garden, how they take care of the garden that is their game. And when they think about how you take care of your garden, it, it means ban and restricted updates. It means, um, it, it means character updates, erratas it means how do we work on fixing things now as well as fixing things in the future i'm hoping i'm taking that extra step and hoping that they give us something a little bit more structured in terms of how they're going to attend to gar- the gardening i know it's kind of against their philosophy but boy can dream
1: my um, deep-seated fear is that it's just an hour-long presentation about the new tarot card layout of the crisis cards.
0: I, I, I 100% <laughs> do not think that's going to happen. Yeah, wow. I, don't, I don't think that's... Because to me, the, the key word here
2: is response. You know, kind of like, okay, we've seen how the medal is going, we see what competitively things are happening, and this is how we're going to respond to it to keep the game kind of vibrant and and going and everything else
0: so and also i think the person who was mainly had to do with a lot of those crises changes was sarah she's not uh presenting okay so that that's another thing i, I just think crises is just in the name of the name of the game yeah oh.
2: <laughs> yeah i i think i think maybe kind of seeing a little
0: bit a little bit more to the fact that crisis is just in the title And honestly, I'm going to go back into this, uh, you know, ice and diamond like thing. But I think if they were referring to the crises, it would be spelled differently. Not crisis response. It would be crises response.
2: And I think they would have added a little bit more into the actual like summary of what the panel is about.
0: Yeah. This seems very much about. It's talking about development process, living game, line. These are the the keywords that stick out to me. Nurture, growth, garden. Is there anything that we... So, 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 So we think... Is that what our expectations are? Our expectations here is like some kind of hope for a character update or some kind of concept of the... You know the general documentation I, um,
1: I i hope that now my other um thing now and this is probably in the saturday presentation but i hated the way they teased the op timeline rules very, yeah it was very disorganized it gave just enough rope for us to hang ourselves with when it comes to like all the and we, worry. About... And we did. And we did. And, <laughs> and I, I really think that they need someone who like can just lay it out fully. And right. I, I, I don't know if that'll be during the crisis talk or if that'll be on the Saturday presentation, but they need to have that at some point during this mini extravaganza.
0: So I have a question for you before we move on to the next section for the two of you. Do we think that in this evolving crisis response, where they're talking about de- nurturing and dealing with the development process of the game, do you think there might be any talk of any core rule changes?
1: No. I, just, don't, I don't think I so. Mean, like the core set at this, when this is live, it'll be literally one month before the new core set releases. Yeah like I, I really don't think they'll be dropping that bomb on people cuz they said when they announced the new core set that they weren't it wasn't a 2.0 right.
0: no they said they said no new rules are in the box they did not say anything else about no, how it is online.
1: online document. I don't
0: know if you recall, Shatterpoint released with <laughs> day water on it's rules.
1: Well, <laughs> so. that's different. That's a, yeah, um...
0: I think, I think that's a little, I mean, my,
2: my kind of hot take for the whole thing. I, I, I think there's going to be a bit of an X-Men wave one kind of update
0: thing. X-Men are fine. They don't need any updates alright you know what you're fine it's fine you can make Wolverine better but now they gotta make X-23 worse in response
1: we already have a good Logan so I would rather keep X-23 and Logan than buff original Wolverine
0: okay you can have a better Cyclops but you have to have a worse uh, insert good X-Men character here (laughs) If you
1: can't come up with one,
0: <laughs> are they well, that bad? It's more of a more of a me problem than anything. Uh-huh. A, a worse Domino. There you go. You better. Right. I guess. Why? Why hurt X Force though? Exactly. I don't know. I, can... I'm waiting
1: for you to come up with another good X Men character that needs to be okay. Downgraded. We have a, a we have here. a
0: better better Cyclops, but a worse Rogue.
1: Fine. I'm okay with that.
2: I, I almost hope that they just take Storm's leadership and split it in two.
1: No, and just, and, 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 and just that... take the hop, give it to Cyclops, and then just, you it would just hobble Storm if you did that. It just kept her with the with the, the automatic step.
2: cover outside of two.
1: No way, like she would be. I don't. She would be probably my least favorite X Men character if that happened. She's not very good. <laughs> and what makes her good is the leadership. And you have I don't to, know. A three character throws really good. Yeah, it's not that good. Uh, <laughs> she has to right. create the power to do it. That's the,
0: the issue. It's something Fair she enough. does once okay. a, what, once a game. Yeah. Probably.
1: Alright. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, like just splitting the power down the middle and giving it to those two, I don't think is a great idea. Uh, yeah, uh, they uh, took Cyclops' power and just made it a superpower on the new Red Skull. Like. Yeah. I, I thought that was
0: amusing. No, no, they did not do that because if they did that, then the new Red Skull would be worse. No, it's <laughs> they made not, a it's better not, ver they made a much better version of but Cyclops. It's, it's not his leadership,
1: it's just a now it's a superpower that he just has an ability to do on right. his character.
0: But it's better. I, it's better than, than Cyclops' leadership. Let's I'm just saying
2: I mean, you're right, tin, tin foil hat time, it's almost like they knew that Red Skull was gonna have this. So they should just fix Cyclops, and here's a perfect opportunity to do so.
0: Well, I, I'm I am a proponent of I'm honestly I, I'm a proponent of a balance by buff buffing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I, I'm actually totally fine with them buffing more X Men and giving the X Men players more choices of what they're going to play in their in, in their character slots, but uh, you know, alongside other buffs like uh, Daredevil.
1: I I am 100% on that. I'm a huge X-Men fan, but I want to see other factions get buffs and cards and characters as well. And the Defenders is my new hill to die on. Because it's the most frustrating leadership and set of, I say set of, singular tactic card.
0: Which tactic card do they have?
1: The portal one. Okay. That's the only tactics card that Defenders have. Anything else is character-based and not Defenders-based. The problem I have with it is that they have affiliated Sorcerer Supreme Doctor Strange with the Defenders. And if you take him, you cannot run the only leader they have. Ergo, you cannot run the one tactics card because it requires regular Doctor Strange to use. So you are electing to run an unaffiliated defenders team anytime you put him on the table as defender. Uh, I
2: believe Wong also can yeah. use uh, the portal. Have okay. some respect. That's sure. That's some okay, respect. you're
1: right. You're right. All right. But I, it's still, I... <laughs> like, you don't get the benefit of the leadership. You don't, like...
0: Although, the sex, you know, the new Doctor Strange can't play Pentagrams either.
1: That's what I'm saying. Right. Like he, yeah. he can't, he can't use the one tactics card, and he has he's blocked out of leadership.
0: I mean, he's just just blocked out because completely blocked out because like there's why, only why one even, leader.
1: Why even include him in the affiliation at that point?
0: Yes, is agreed. I mean, because you why not? Because you can. I don't know. Uh, I brought
1: yes. this up in a
0: stream once,
1: and they had no answer for me because
2: I think they did have an answer; they just weren't ready to tell it to you. Well but that yeah, may be. Yeah, the answer but, is play Avengers.
1: Yeah, the answer is just don't run him in, in there or just do, it's fun. Just put him on the table. What whatever, whatever. So dice right. tell stories, like that's their answer.
0: So we got that as our ours are as as our Friday. And then moving on to Saturday, we have uh the next Dallas Kemp Orama especial, which is Painting Sinister Silicates, which will be painting transitions and texture featuring our Marvel Crisis Protocol upcoming Sandman miniature. Mm. So I think we might be getting a Sandman card as well.
2: Oh uh, as long as he as long as he works for criminal syndicate, I'm happy.
1: That model uh, is awesome
2: because I want to use that model every chance I get.
1: And they they specifically mention that his uh, appendages that come up out of the ground as sand are like constructs and like like,
0: like grunts. I'm yeah. sorry, not constructs. Yeah, they're, they're Not
1: constructs, but they're like grunts.
0: They are <laughs> grunt constructs, which actually are grunts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> As you can tell, the initial uh, reveal of it was confusing, but it was confirmed that they are grunt-esque.
0: Yeah, and there will be two of them, and it looks like they are on small bases. The model looks phenomenal. Can't wait Mm -hmm. to see him paint it. Uh, I'm interested to see the rules. I'm going to just pop in an unpopular uh, prediction, which I think he's going to be five threat.
1: I love that prediction.
0: Uh, I so I've, every time I hear people say that they, they, they don't want, just don't want it to be 5 threat I'm foes looks, need
1: a five threat I looks like to a five be threat an to me. awesome looking sandman model that's what I want
0: yeah uh, so yeah I, I'm excited I'm excited for that. Uh, I don't even play foes that much anymore so but I'm excited for I buy I'd buy it just for the model um so and finally for there. For the Marvel Crisis protocol specific. They have the game modes galore, and this will be another Will Schick, Will Pagani, and then Ransom, where they discuss the design and development strategy for alternate game modes.
1: This is where I think they'll talk about the timeline events.
0: I'm guessing they say alternate game modes, so it doesn't seem like it's entirely, about maybe like half of it might be about.
1: I I, I think that amg as a company is still relatively reluctant in fully embracing an op sort of like feel for the game and they want their op stuff for crisis protocol to feel like a secondary version of the game and not the main version
0: yeah that makes sense yeah but it just but it does make it sound like they're they're going to be talking about more than just timelines
1: I just hope they give a better explanation of how it's going to work. Because right now, three day events is LVO and Adepticon. Like that, that's like really the only two places I can think of that you would run it.
0: I think that um, I think they have to give at some point in this mini-stravaganza, they have to mention they have to go into de- detail about it because you know Adepticon is you know what 6 months away people need to start preparing it's not even just a matter of people need to start preparing in terms of practicing their lists they need to start preparing because they need to decide where they're going to go to Adepticon and get hotel rooms which go on sale which go on sale before even Adepticon oh, tickets the main
1: the main hotel the renaissance went on sale and sold out in 30 seconds
0: yeah wow well, yeah, it's already coming on so <laughs> they have to kind of, people need to make decisions. You know, people need to buy plane tickets. Plane tickets are cheaper, yep. you know, the, the sooner you buy them. So I got to imagine that somewhere in this mini stravaganza they're going to talk about. This would be the ideal spot where they don't get dragged down and they have the space to go into it. But I, I, I have to assume the details are coming.
1: Fingers crossed. Now I want to give a shout out because one of my favorite streams from last year's Mace was the like hobby hang that they did at the end. Because that was like, it was literally just a bunch of people just sitting around painting new stuff. And last year they had like Logan out there and they had the weapon X bunker and they had some other stuff going on and they were just kind of talking about game design and, model design and that's when we found out that the bunker was size five uninteractable there was or it wasn't it was interactable just no one can interact with size five but we found out like the the argument between the hat and no hat for logan and why they wanted to include a motorcycle there was a whole like rancid pickle story that they went over um but it's just it was fun to watch uh I, I enjoyed it quite a bit
0: i have to take um umbridge there's no way to interact with a size five that you is, can that
1: is, play the card
0: agents of agents smash, of smash. Yeah. agents of smash you can't you yes. can't do that yes you can you can throw that bunker
1: it, it's quite the investment in and- I argue not super worth it, but
0: you can. But it, but it would be it would be glorious to throw the bunker. Yeah, that's true. Just for it to get braced for impacted, <laughs> like it's it's great. It's such such a worthwhile card. I will throw it into Cassandra Nova,
1: even <laughs> just to really double down on the ineffectiveness of it.
2: <laughs> just throw it right in a rocket; it'll
0: be fine. All right, so I want everyone to make. One bold prediction, um, and then we're going to go into our listener questions. And we're going to start with you, Justin. Give us one bold prediction from the Ministravaganza.
1: They tease us with a character update and reveal the original Daredevil has been reworked with a second Defender's leadership. Oh, stop teasing me. And he's he's... Not far from playable now. So they just tweak them a little bit, fix some numbers here and there, but they give them a leadership, nothing too over the top, nothing too crazy, but they give them a good leadership for defenders. So you can have a street level team of defenders like Luke Cage and Iron Fist and whoever. And I will be super mega happy.
0: All right, Brian, your bold prediction.
2: Um, I, I'm trying to... Ah, I think I found it. I'm, I'm thinking we're going to get a reworked um, Battle Realm and Collector format that they revealed quite a while ago. Um, I think these kind of... When, when they were talking about how they've kind of refreshed a lot of stuff that they did initially, these were kind of the first alternative game modes that they've done. I know I've seen some events being run around kind of like battle realm things um, where you have the whole banner and, and keep phases, but I've not seen anyone do anything with the collector format at all. So I'm wondering if these are going to get a little bit of a refresh, an update um, to kind of add a little bit more of that quote unquote non-competitive more fun or i shouldn't say more fun but kind of less serious kind of side events so okay. that is my uh that's my particular out of All the
0: right. blue hot take on that well justin stole mine so i am gonna go you could give
1: the x-men one
0: i'm gonna go way out in left field i'm gonna go way <laughs> out in left field way out okay you ready for this I'm gonna mm-hmm. drop some spice right here. But if I'm right, if I'm right, I'll be glorious. And if I'm wrong, the section will just edit it ma- out. magically be edited <laughs> out. <laughs> they are going to announce that they are going to make an update to the banned and restricted list. And including on the banned and restricted list now, they're going to include characters.
1: That's bold. Especially oh. since they 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 have said in the past that they would never do that.
0: They they say I'm, I'm going to say they're going to restrict characters. They're not going to ban characters, which is actually what they didn't want to do. They didn't want to ban characters. That is and, they true. Said, and they said they didn't want they didn't want to restrict characters, but they said they would never ban a character because specifically they said they don't want people to not be able to play with their toys. So. I always got to keep in the mind that they always want people to play with their toys. So they would never say you can't play with this model that you invested. They don't care about that piece of cardboard in the box that you invest that you invested in, but the model itself is what they value. So I don't think they would ever say you can't play Malakith, but I do think, as an example, not saying there's Malikith needs is going to be on it, but I will say that I think that they will. Make make it so that character so that you can have something like, as an example, Malkith and Mystique as an example cannot be in you know are both restricted, so that that causes some kind of effect. I don't now obviously Mystique has got a tactics card. I haven't thought it through too much because I had to think about on the fly, but I think there it is. If you're gonna bring this character, if it's really P- OP, it's gonna cost you some decision making which I think they really like. They like you to make decisions in your list building period. So I think that that is something that I think they would include. I don't hate it.
1: I really
2: don't. So are you thinking like when you have your roster, you can only include a certain number of restricted characters, or are you thinking they would narrow it down even further and say in your squad that you filled on the table? You could only have like one restricted character.
0: I have not thought that through, but okay. from a, from a design perspective, but off the top off the cuff, <coughs> um, okay. I'm going to say that it that a restricted character counts as one of the restricted slots in your roster, much like your cards or your infinity gems, count, hmm. okay. or or they used to have crises, uh, count as res- part of your restricted slot. Now, a character will count on it. I'm also going to say that they are going to make it so that characters are a separate thing where you can only have a certain restricted character in your roster. And I'm going to edit the one that is correct later. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> I like it. I will, I will, um, we can talk about any sort of like monthly uh, hush money that you can yeah. send my way. Your secret safe with us. Yeah, when yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it so, doesn't have to be a lot. It just has to be consistent and on time.
0: That's all. No, no. I, I think the, the simplest decision would probably just be it takes a restricted slot. You take up okay. a spot. That means if you have Malekith, that means you're out. Like One you of your put restricted
1: Mal, Red Skull, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Mystique, Thanos on a list of restricted characters. As take, an example, sure. Yeah, and if you take two of those, you can't have any restricted cards. You can't have anything else. You couldn't put three of them in a list, like you couldn't put Malakith, Red Skull, and Mystique in a list.
0: And as an example, you could have uh, a situation where uh, if it, it it reduces also the splashability of character of characters like these, where you don't necessarily want them splashed everywhere because they're ridiculously powerful. So you don't have like Malakith being everywhere because now that is count. If you're going to splash Malin, you are splashing Malin because that is one of your restricted slots. And then you can't necessarily combine with other tactic cards that might be restricted as well because it could cause a problem. And, you know, also it could immediately breaks the space reality, um, time stones. Like if they say, Oh, well, we just don't want Thanos to have certain stones then certain stone combinations, they have a lever to pull so they can say, okay, well, Thanos is restricted, so therefore you can't have two restricted gems. You can't can't have have
1: reality and space. You can have one or the other.
0: Exactly. You have one or the other, and you are also giving up both of your tactic slots just to have that one on him.
1: I mean, most Thanos players were okay with that anyway. but
0: Yeah, but they're not okay with losing both gems. Right. So... That is my bold prediction. Going bold. Uh, so we're going to move on to some listener questions. And before we do that, of course, we're going to have a little uh, word from our sponsor. This podcast would absolutely not be possible if it wasn't for our sponsors. Our friends at Tritex Games and GameChefs.org. If you're looking to buy some sweet, sweet tabletop fun in the U.S., head over to GameChefs.org and use the promo code GAMERSGUILD for 50% off. And if you're in the EU, head over to Tritex Games and get 5% off their already deeply discounted goodies using the code TRITEXGGCP5. And if you have a local game store, keep supporting them. We are all for that. You can help support the podcast by joining the Gamers Guild Patreon for as little as $1 a month or, wait for it, $12 a year. That's right. I can do math. Also, join us on our Discord and be a part of the Gamers Guild discussion for all things fun. So we are back and we're going to do some listener questions. Of course, you can submit your own listener questions by joining our Discord and then in the MCP podcast questions channel, we always post before or well, always usually post before we record. Sometimes we report, post when we're recording and you can post post your questions in there for us to answer. Our first question, it comes from our co-host uh, from Kenny G. Always a, an avid poster of questions, even on podcasts that he himself is cur- going to be recording on. Uh, this is a big if. But if they are releasing any character updates, what characters do you think will get updates? What updates will they get? So Justin, you said Daredevil you, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you I, did the Daredevil thing. Um, I, I
1: did give that answer. I at one point in time I came up with a whole list of characters that should have been on this. I'm
0: sure we all could have a cold list. <laughs> yeah I
1: Yeah, I think it was like 19 characters. I oh, wow. cited.
0: That's that's low. I would have put that one.
1: Okay. It's maybe like 1920, somewhere around there. And I, I'm trying to be like like kind of fair with AMG. Like, while, yes, I think Colossus is lame, I don't know if he necessarily needs an update. I know a lot of people think Gambit needs an update. I don't think he needs an update. Nope. But pieces look, well, I don't know. I'm putting Colossus back. Colossus needs an update. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a, a list of pieces that go back like i think hella and thor were missed with the first one i think both of them need an update i think um there are a few defenders pieces that need updates uh daredevil mainly. but you know I, I like moon knight feels a little weird i think he could use a little more flavor added to him
0: There's... i think moon knight's fine personally
1: yeah i mean like i, some think, of I just, think moon
0: knight yeah. is someone you got to be a little careful with because of the, the web Radio. warrior failures. yeah
1: yeah But the um, like Mister Sinister is another piece that I think he is just so like expensive to run. Like if you run his cards, it takes like two tactics cards to get his engine going. Everything costs power on him, and he doesn't generate extra very well. It's like there's just a bunch of little things on there that could use a tweak. There's there's a whole list of characters that I I, I, I mean. I think
0: Sinister. I mean, we don't get too much to this, but like, I think Sinister's biggest problem is just that he's just not affiliated anywhere <laughs> that's valuable, and couple, I, he's, yeah. aff- he's only but affiliated I mean, in a place that is, uh, got so many characters on it that it's they're all like. Competing. Why would you
1: ever bring Mister Sinister? Yeah. yeah, it's it's
0: the same thing. Like I even said, like you you play, you have all the new Ultron coming out. He looks amazing, but he's not Red Skull two, and Red Skull yeah. two is broken, uh, and therefore. Uh, why would you take them in the slot for the same affiliation he's in? But anyway.
1: (laughs) Grunts that are like many, many magnitudes worse than
0: yes, Skull grunts. Yeah, exactly. So, so, all right. So what kind of, is there any, can you pick one and pick, think of what change you would get to them?
1: Well, I already did, but um, my other one, my other one is Cyclops. Cyclops, And it's really the only thing I want to change is his leadership. Because his leadership is so bad. Like, I've put it on the table maybe 30 times since he's released. And I have never once enjoyed a game with him where he was the leader. And that should not be the case for the de facto leader of the X-Men. I should be wanting to say with joy to me, my X-Men... And screaming Gene when Gene gets attacked. Like, I want to do that in the game. And his piece feels so bad as a leader, I never run him. Like, it, that's that's my pain point for this game right now. All right. I don't know what the fix is. I mean, we've brainstormed, like, 10,000 different leadership ideas up to and including just a flat reduction of one cost of, like, spender powers. Um making it an unlimited range, uh, for his leadership. I mean, there's a bunch of different things you could do. You could even take other, like I said, the new caps leadership would have been perfect for Cyclops, but he went, went to cap and not him. So
0: that's right. As, uh, as it should be.
1: Yeah. How
0: about, how about you, Brian, any, uh, uh, character that you are target, that you were targeting as a change? the one that i would like to see
2: the most is sentinel mark 4 because You're there speaking are speaking to my heart there yeah. are so like i i kind of in in the early part of the year i kind of made like a personal vow to like i'm gonna play sentinels we're gonna there there's got to be something here like i'm just gonna do it and like 25 games later I'm just to a point where like people are like, "Hey, I'm thinking about playing Sentinels." And I'm like, "Okay, come here. You need to have the talk. I'm going to sit you down." You know, and, and like just going going through this whole thing. Um and and there's such a popular affiliation. You know, like every week on the MCP Facebook group, there's like somebody who's so excited because they bought the Sentinels and they can't wait to paint them up and they can't wait to play them. And like all this other stuff, it, it, to me, it kind of feels like the Sentinels were created less as like a competitive tournament option and like game balance things. And more of a, this is going to be a really cool narrative game that these guys are going to be able to kind of, you're going to be having these great kind of nostalgia 90s X-Men cartoon you know, style games and it's going to be all thematic and great and everything else, which is kind of like, like fine. Like I, I could kind of see that being in the war for like the organized play kit kind of, kind of thing to take it. Uh, But just on a regular like game night, like it can, it can be, it can be rough, you know, and, and they're so popular and they're, they attract a lot of attention for people who are just getting in, like the the fact that it could be kind of like, wait, this is what's going on.
1: It's like the like, pieces are uh, so awesome. Yeah, and the rules are so not awesome.
2: And it to to me, it's just the Mark IV. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, prime, like prime
1: is prime is fine, but yeah, yeah, prime's fine.
2: Um, I mean, even even if it's just they did the little bit of not making you know, all of their attacks just so much worse on their injured side, like if they just said, hey, alright, when they get to their injured side, like, everything's kind of still the same, but they might lose a bit of stamina, or something like that. Even if it's just that, like, I think it would help them out immensely. I mean, it doesn't help the fact that in the new core set, there are now two more additional characters who get additional die on attacks, depending on the target size so that's kind of like two more silver bullets
0: against sentinels if <laughs> you need more of it. data ray
2: bill and she hulk like just, but um i think at least even that it's it's kind of a, a bit more of a it it I, I think it's less of a less of a feel bad thing cuz like even this afternoon i i had somebody who was asking me like hey you played sentinels for a while i'm thinking about starting them and i i gave them the talk and I'm just like, just so you know, here's your starting point Sentinel Prime, Cassandra Nova, Winter Soldier. Those are your
0: three affiliated
2: characters. That
0: doesn't sound great either.
2: Like And it doesn't know, sound maybe, fun. Like maybe I, I don't know. I the, the more I've played Cassandra Nova, the more I love her as a character. Like, if you want to play Sentinels though, the fact that you're just putting down like one big robot, you know, and, and like I was even going so nuts that I was like figuring out. Like, I wrote down a list of every single character who could throw a size 5 model. Like, in the entire game, including tactics cards, I wrote them all down, and I'm like, okay, so about 95% of them can only throw them short. So, I've worked out that if if a Sentinel is... A smidge more is outside of range 3 of another Sentinel, if it's thrown short, it'll never hit the other Sentinel. So, like... There, there are some kind of like workarounds. So, like if you're afraid of one's gonna get thrown into the other, with the exception of like juggernaut, rhino, and like a couple others, you just keep them out of range three of each other, and they're not getting thrown
0: into each other. Or you just put Sandra over in the middle, and then she just kind of chuckles. I, th- I still think you you just do a core rule change, and size five characters can't be th- uh, convert throws to pushes.
2: Okay.
1: Now, yeah, how, how about, how about that, this? What if they release, like, a Nimrod model? And,
0: I think they will, eventually. Right. And just and like maybe, maybe,
1: like, a, a three-threat, like, Infiltrator Sentinel or something.
0: I mean... Yeah, I mean... I, I guess that doesn't solve the... doesn't solve... Well, the, the doesn't solve like, like yeah, you don't but, solve the problem by releasing new model. I mean... Releasing just, replacements. But, yeah, yeah. You, you want to... Solve. You want to release. You want to solve. You might want to solve meta problems, but with releases. But you don't want to solve your affiliation problem with the releases by re- replacing your models. You want to be able to supplement.
1: I mean, that's what they did with the core X Men, right?
0: Um, well, that's because no one was really playing those X Men characters anyway. Because they only played them because they had to, <laughs> and they wanted to play X Men. It right, would be the same like- thing with these. With with these. But, like, I mean, that's also what we're talking Jean, about.
1: Jean Cyclops, you don't ever see them on the table anymore because you got, like, Logan and Psylocke and Rogue and, you know.
0: Well, that's a different discussion. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go for it with my change. And uh, even though I said that I, like, um, balanced by buff, I'm going to go with a nerf since you both chose a buff. Uh, and I'm going to go with the original Winter Soldier. And my and this is i i i view this to be a side grade and i actually have a specific fix that i have on him and my fix is he drops the rapid fire and his and his attack his assault rifle goes to five dice okay the
2: the one that i that i thought of is just instead of his assault rifle being uh, a builder it just gains one instead I, of just whatever I think-
0: I think that's good. I do think that... I don't know if that solves it for him. In fact, it might even... <laughs> might It might be fine for him because it gives it a little bit more reliability on what his powers. Because if he gets four shots off, then he's getting four power, and then he can... Yeah. It he wants with can no, we make
1: his hydro Tactics once a turn, too? I mean, we,
0: we could talk about that, but I think just... but I think hydro Tactics being multiple times... Uh, being multiple times is fine if you reduce the fact that he only really gets, he doesn't get that rapid fire. And I think that as he currently stands, it's very hard to justify going a threat higher for operative when you have this version. Anyway, that that's just my thoughts. I feel like that he, uh, if it, it makes him like a less powerful version of operative, but it makes him, you know, like it makes it so that you have a reason to take both. I feel, I feel like then you get more like they're both strong and they have a valid purpose. But right now I feel unless there's a specific operative, like affiliation combination that makes things work, or you really want to have that stealth or his like bodyguard shot. Yeah. Then other than that, you're just kind of, there's no reason that you wouldn't just save a threat.
2: Yeah. Especially with the, the sold out activated, uh, tactics card like the fact that apparently that's for both characters I was yes. just like oh wow so like if they made it for only Winter Soldier Operative that might give you a little bit more incentive to field that one if you really enjoyed that tactics card um, I mean it's on both I was like wow okay.
1: the way
0: that you fix if you really wanted to do that the way that you fix is you are on a, this one and remove Spetsnaz training mm, okay and then suddenly he can't use that card that's true. Which may be that they had that in mind with this. I don't know. Let's see what our next question is. Uh, Alrighty. Our next question is from Brad A. And he says uh, Prediction on narrative, rel- a related narrative event, like the one, the last one with the Mystique Wedding. Also, why don't more people play these? They add great variety and make for good casual events. Um, I think just for clarification what he's talking about is that most of these type of things, when especially when they're all uh, you know all weekend, they tend to release some kind of really funky narrative event where each day you play a game and each day things kind of change and then you kind of report some of them you even report your your games so that they can contribute to maybe a tactics card, alternate tactic card being printed, all kinds of things like that. Uh, for me, I'll, I'll start off. For me, I think that for me, this is a little difficult for people during the actual event. I think they probably will do something like this because it's fun and it's 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 unique. But it's also difficult to be able to play one game each day, like to play a game on Friday, uh, on, thir- uh, was it? on Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. And also, it takes away from being able to watch the streams because you probably are watching the streams maybe during a day. But I think people just don't find most people just don't find the time to play three games back to back to back in their lives. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how successful they are, and they might stop doing it because of that. I don't know. But why don't they use them for casual events? I think the biggest reason why they don't use them for casual events is again because they're kind of built to be three-day events which seems to be what uh, amg likes and again you know you could do them for like a three-round league as an idea but i think in the end people just end up gravitating towards either longer leagues where this doesn't work as much or you're not having a three You could have a three-round event, I guess, doing this, but then people have to think on the fly very quickly on what their choices are because there's usually choices on which kind of tokens you get. Um, and a lot of times people just people often just want to play standard.
1: Yeah, I think it's just it's the added bookkeeping that makes it hard to do on like a casual night. That I mean, unless you're running like an organized league, you're probably not going to be busting these rules out just like a Wednesday night at the store, you know? Yeah. It's not to say that I don't want to do it because I like alternate rule sets and I like, you know, kind of uh, uh, evolving game state with these events. But if I'm running something that isn't traditional at our local game store, it's almost always separation anxiety because I love that game mode so much.
0: True, And also... I mean, and this comes from X Wing. I haven't tested it from here, but when X Wing, whenever we did these alternate uh, rule set type things, uh, those just events just had less turnout than just having a standard game tournament. What about yeah. you, Brian? What are your What are your thoughts as as the as the organizer supreme? Yes,
1: we, we, as, we are not organizers.
2: As an organizer supreme, um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. So the first major event that I ran was Atlantic City Open 2022. Friday was going to be like, hey, let's get people together. I have every single organized play kit that was out. All the rules, everything. You can meet new people. If you and a buddy are there, you just grab a third person like it was going to be great. Not a single person touched them. They just wanted to play regular games. Yeah. Um, even like now to be fair on the flip side at Adepticon, there were plenty of people who wanted to, to just do the organized play kits. Um, I think like just the Parker luck was, was kind of fairly new and a lot of people hadn't played it before. So, so there were, there were a number of people that just came over to just do that. Um, it it is it is kind of tough i will say that the uh the infinity series league that they did i think is a is a great one for kind of a either like a like a 3 day thing or even just like a 6 week league like that could work out really really well um i think it's fine that it's in its its own kind of like little casual kind of category you know that people have as a as a fun little option. Uh, I don't think I don't think they need to be kind of. I don't want to say forced, um, because I I think there will be. I don't think it would be very successful. Um, but that's that's just been kind of my experience. I could be wrong, and I will I will agree with Justin that separation anxiety is great.
0: I, I, I deem what you said is law. You're the tournament tournament organizer supreme.
2: Okay, well if things are gonna start coming law, uh <laughs> right, we got some
0: we got some changes. We gotta... Uh also from Brad A, uh will we finally get the updated AMG website? Future Matthew here, cutting in to say we recorded this the night before the AMG big reveal of their new website. But we're keeping this in anyway. Enjoy. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna...
1: I feel like that has been in the works and been talked about for like two years now.
0: It's the running joke of AMG. They even showed us. They showed us like a year ago what the new website was going to look like and that it was around the corner.
2: I'm, I'm happy that I can now navigate the AMG Labyrinth, and I don't want them to change it. I feel like I have a skill and that I would like to be rewarded for learning that skill and being able to navigate that uh, that twist and turns and dead ends.
0: I'm, I'm kidding. The website is an absolute... Um, a mess and i think they know it and it's probably a sense of priorities and funding and a whole host of other things uh it is incredibly bizarre that like the only way that you get to your affiliation document is that you click on the on like the sidebar that says op op documents or whatever it is and it's not op documents for all their games which you would think from the general side menu it's just for marvel crisis protocol and that's where you find the affiliation document uh you want to find specifically for x-wing there's like an x-wing documents that's still there it's like layers of archaic um (laughs) archaism that's just on that website because they it's like built for it's built for marvel crisis protocol and then they had they're just stacking on these other games on top of it but they don't have the ability to deal with that current website in order to frame it, you know, so properly. So it's just a little nonsensical, but I'm hopeful. I really, really loved that, that thing they showed a year ago where can like, I, can I just
1: go on the record as, as saying that the most frustrating part of that website is the, diagrams to put together the models because it's not an alphabetical order and it's not organized by like cp release schedule it's literally just haphazardly thrown in there and you would think it's like okay that's fine but when new pieces come out they'll be at the bottom right no like what what determines where a document goes in that list. Like, I don't understand why you'll have CP4 and then CP106 and then CP92. I don't get it.
0: Let me give you your, the best, your best friend. Maybe you already know this. Maybe somebody in the, the listeners is like, yes, yes, exactly. Justin knows what I'm talking about. He's my spirit animal. Here's the, Here's how you make sense of the, the of, of the, of those, of those documents control F.
1: Yeah. I know I can control F <laughs> and find what I'm looking for, but why, like, what is the rationale behind it? Like,
0: you know, it's, it's, it's like you look at somebody and they're like, you look at their webs, you look at their desktop and you're like, how do you find anything on this desktop? It's just got so much stuff on their desktop. It makes no sense. And the guy's like, I don't I don't even click on these things. I just kick command up I command spacebar if they're using a Mac or whatever. I just search. I just use the search field. I don't need to now know. Hold, on, hold on a second.
1: Hold on a second. You're you're totally fine with the website the way it's laid out, but Ice and Diamond bothers you because it's Iceman and Emma and Emma and Ice First of up. all,
0: I have said <laughs> that the website is a complete mess. Okay. I'm not defending the fact that the website is not a complete mess and that the website needs that overhaul that looked so good a year ago. I'm just saying that if you're going to write Ice and Diamond, you should keep it in the same <laughs> order <laughs> when you announce the characters that are related to Ice and Diamond.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, so for our, <laughs> and our last question, which we'll bang this one out real quick, From Leo Chase, the Myth Master. He wants to know, what characters do you want to see? I'm going to start off, and I'm going to say, I want to see Professor X. I want to see his card. I'm specifying, I want to see the card. How about you, Justin?
1: I want to see the champions. I want to see a whole line of, like... I mean, they're essentially the Young Avengers, but I want to see, like, Kate Bishop, and Nova, and iron patriot and like there's there's just a whole list of or iron, iron lad not iron patriot but um there's a whole list of characters that i think would be cool to have a new affiliation done and i mean beyond fantastic four dr doom of course i want to see those but if i'm being realistic i don't see that happening with this mini extravaganza i feel like they would have a bigger to do about it and from what we've seen from the list, I don't see it happening this year. Now, maybe at Adepticon, they could release something, but I don't think it's for this mini-stravaganza. extravaganza.
2: right. Brian, how about you? I I really want to see Bishop's card because that was, that was the character in the early 90s that got me getting interested into comics. Um, I saw an artwork of him and I just thought he was the coolest guy that had ever walked the earth. And I just, I kind of dived in at that point. I'm a little afraid that he's going to be like El Generico. I have man with gun. And it's just, and I'm, I'm like afraid that he's going to be boring, but I'm hopeful that he's going to be fun. If, and that's, if, that's all I
0: want, if Bishop does not have the Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Reverse Pierce, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a very sad man.
2: I I just I don't, I oh uh, there's so many things that they could do with him. I just I hope he just has some sort of tactics card, where because I I keep remembering there was a there was a thing in the comics where like Magneto came down with like asteroid M and was threatening Xavier's school. And all of the X-Men were shooting all of their energy powers into Bishop all at once for like a minute and a half. And he just unleashed it all at once at Asteroid M to like destroy it in orbit. Like it was, it was just completely, it was maddening. And I was just like, this guy's amazing. I just, I just want something for that. I think that'd be great.
0: Yeah, just toss it, got your back on him. You hurt me here. <laughs> so, uh, let's toss in one last quick, quick question from our sponsor, Game Chefs. Uh, rumor has it that we are going to see interactive terrain, terrain that has rules or effects become more prevalent in the game and that we will see terrain releases with stats. While this may be optional, what do you think and would you, what would you like to see with this type of terrain release? Brian?
2: I've already, as, as T.O. Supreme, I've already been thinking about this a lot. Um, so here, I, I think they would be really fun. I think if they're if they're kind of thematic around the box sets that's already exist, you know, like, here's the construction set, and here's the sentinel terrain set, and here's the, you know, that all those have those little rules so you can have nice thematic tables and everything else. However, um, I am going to definitely be saving them as optional because Brotherhood players already make me pull my hair out about terrain as it
1: is.
2: (laughs) The last thing I need is more of those discussions. So thank you for the fun alternate rules, Uh, but Brotherhood players have ruined it for everyone.
0: (laughs) And yet again... What what if the rules were anti-Brotherhood? Or what if they... They don't want to pull them out because they benefit Brotherhood. So now there's there's one less terrain for them to throw.
2: No, because because I know what's going to happen. The first time that I hear somebody said I would have won this tournament if I wasn't on this table, I would lose my mind. Mm. Like I would I would I would be done. <laughs> like if I played over on that table, I would have won this tournament. But because I was on this table with these terrain rules is the reason why I lost.
1: It's I would all just Brian's fault. Right,
2: exactly. They were like, you put me on this table. Like, no, no, I'm not having it. Uh-huh. That's
0: something I hear a lot from Shatterpoint. And I, I I understand that. Yeah. I mean, you could there's a lot of times you could be you don't want to be placed in a situation where you're put on, on a table and you're just like, well, this table just makes me not win.
2: Yep. Right. Yeah. I, I just there, there's already there's already enough of it as it is. There's already enough kind of random elements that could that could uh, affect things. Um, but I think as as like a side thing, I think I think it's great. I think it's it will add a, an extra extra kind of oomph to the like superhero you know things, people thrown into other stuff and everything else. Like like if like the Fisk chemical truck. When it explodes, if it does like before you remove it from the ta- table, it does like damage to everything around it because it explodes with all the gasoline or chemicals or whatever it has, has in it. Like, that's cool. That's fun. Like, it, you know, poisons everything within range two of it before you remove it from the table. Like, that's kind of neat. Um, or put every put incinerate on everything. Um, like, that's cool and fun. I just, I just do not... Want to have it for anything that would even be remotely considered a competitive event. That's that's all.
0: All right. Anything? Uh, I have nothing further to add to that. I agree. I feel
1: like that was thorough, and I agree. <laughs> yeah,
0: I no, no nothing more to add there. So, Brian, um, just mm-hmm. hit us with the the quick and dirty about Everwinter one last time. Okay
2: winner, December 8th, 9th, and 10th in Waltham, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. Um, in addition to the beginner parts uh, that we had at the beginning of the show, there was even more information that I didn't even get to. First off, uh, all I believe all three days are going to be streamed by the Professional Casual Network. I've been working with them a bunch. They're a bunch of great guys. They do a lot of great content. Uh, If you are a painting hobby enthusiast, there is a painting contest convention-wide called the Wicked Brush that you could enter into. Um, There is also the Tactical Rock Trophy that your name can be inscribed upon. I have a a good-sized rock that your name will be immortalized on if you win the tournament at, uh, from Saturday leading into, into Sunday as well, which is also an LVO points qualifier. So if you're thinking that you're close to qualifying for LVO and you're not hundred percent sure, everyone is probably going to be your last, last bet to get extra points to go in there. Um, but it's going to be a great time. Um, it's, it's again, it's three days. We're trying to make it as a Marvel crisis protocol event. Not just a Marvel Crisis Protocol tournament. So if if you know constantly just doing competitive stuff, kind of kind of getting a little a little waning. There's going to be other stuff for you for you to do there. There's going to be vendors. It's a whole it's a whole convention thing. You know um, the Wicked Dicey guys do a lot of work to make sure that this is not just another two day tournament um that it's it's gonna have a lot of things for a lot of people and um and I hope that everyone will be able to come down for it. I'm looking forward to being able to to kind of host this as like a year end, you know, kind of hurrah for the uh the New England meta and uh and some other parts as well. Um but yeah it's it's gonna be a great time. Uh tickets are, are going on now. I believe there's gonna be all the, all the links and all the all the doodads and the things that you can click and everything else to, uh, to be able to get yourself down there.
0: All right. Fantastic. Thank you for coming on to our podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. All right. So that's it for today's episode of, uh, or this week's episode of the Gamers Guild podcast. And hopefully you'll all be listening in on the Ministravaganza this week and enjoy and we'll be blown away or just enjoy some casual uh you know painting streams so until next time keep on gaming